This episode of Comics for Fun and Profit is brought to you by Image Comics. Image Comics, we started in the 90s with a bunch of ragtag rebels from Marvel. And we've grown into what you see before you. Hundreds and hundreds of comics released each and every year in a variety of genres. But all kind of supernatural-ish. So, check out Image Comics for incredible variety of comics that are all kind of supernatural-ish. Check out beacons.ai slash comics fun profit for all the C4 FAP links you could ever need all in one place. You can provide feedback, listen, support, share, enjoy these. We have our Patreon there. You can buy us a beer or a coffee. You can check out our Instagrams, our Twitters, our Facebooks. Check out our YouTube page. You can email us. You can listen to our podcasts on Patreon, if you're a subscriber, on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, on Podbean. We have Google Podcasts on there. We have an Amazon wish list. You want to buy Kyle and I something? Fine. You can do that here. We appreciate it. We have Kyle's RPG podcast listed on there. So you can check out his Dork Day Afternoon offerings. We have Cowabunga links. So you can check out the Cowabunga Deep Discount FOC and Pre-Order List. Get on that. That's RLCS. So you can check that out as well. And we want to just give you opportunities to say hi, to check out what we're doing, support us if you would like, or just listen. Check out beacons.ai slash comics fun profit for all the c4 fap links you could ever need thanks back to the show i don't know i don't know i thought for sure i was ready but now now i'm actually ready thank you for listening to comics for fun and profit this is colin drew with your sneak peek at next week episode number 868 for comics originally releasing december 6th and december the 7th but before Drew and I gets into what's coming out in your local comic book shops this coming Tuesday and Wednesday, Drew, you couldn't give us eight sixty nine. What the heck, man? I have things I ask for here. What did you want? Eight six nine. Oh, because you're a child. Yes, you knew this. this. Is... <laughs> ah, I got gotcha. you. Um, no, um, no, that I'm going to give that also, to Jason. Also, two in a row. We're back on a streak, homie. That's true. That's true. <laughs> we have done two weeks in a row, so. Is there a tickle in your throat? You got a little, yeah. uh, little camping action, a little freezing Tis. cold camping to do? Like that? No. I will, I will get a cold for about seven weeks here soon, so just chill. <laughs> yeah. Well, I had my COVID, so I'm hoping that's, that locks me in for a while. I've got, I've done my duty. <laughs> I don't want it. I don't be sick anymore. But you take so many vitamins. Yeah, you know, that's crazy. It's a, I guess it's that healthy lifestyle I live. <laughs> I'm not sure what it is dragging me down. Um, we got some, we got a softball chat GPT for you to, today. yeah, it's my favorite. If you do not get the no. first three in order, in order, I, I don't know that I can be your brother anymore. So <laughs> no. it is top comic book publishers by sales. Okay. Marvel, DC, image. Boom. Boom. I still love you. All you right. are still my brother. Okay. A validation. It's validation. You got one, two, three in order. Thank you Excellent. very much. All right. After that, we are going. Mm, okay. So, IDW to have anything anymore. IDW is five. Okay. Dark Horse doesn't have anything anymore. Four. Okay. So, it is. Okay. So, we've got Marvel, DC, Image, 
Dark Horse, IDW, Dynamite. Dynamite 7. And remember, this is as of... Oh, does Viz count? What? Does, like, does like Viz count? Viz is 10. Okay. Archie. Archie is 6. They haven't really boom. missed one. I, f- I forgot Boom. Boom is 9. So all you have left is number 8. Okay. little surprise for me. So in my mind, it would be Aftershock, but I don't think the numbers are there. The Aftershock is 16. Yeah, poor guys. Is this a traditional floppy comic? Probably? A traditional comic company, yes. Oni. Fell on kind of hard times as late. What was it? Oni. Oni is 13. Titan. Uh, 14. <sighs> Aspen? Aspen is 18. Which is surprising. It is even in the top 20. I didn't think it yeah. would be in the top 20. <laughs> I'm going to get this. I'm going through them in my head. Not, not Black Mask. Not Black Mask. That didn't make the top 20. Thank God. How can you when you only put out first issues of comics? Yeah. Did I say Action Lab? You may not have. No, you did not. It is It is number 20. Vertigo's dead. Vertigo, yeah, Vertigo is part of um, DC. Yeah. Or was. It's now, it's now Black Label in my mind. Mm-hmm. So what number am I missing? Number eight. Can't do it. Help me out. Valiant. Valiant. Crap, they, okay. Valiant. Um, and, of course, now this is as of 2022 and as of what the robot overlords think are the top 20 in sales. And you know we haven't had a lot of sales numbers that have been publicly available. So this could be based on 2018, 2019 <laughs> sales numbers. And when Valiant was putting out 10, 10 comics a month or 20 comics a month, and now they're at, like, one or two. So, um, I think that's why I felt a little dated, but you, uh, you valid, totally, you crushed it. You got nine out of 10. Well done. Well done. And, um, now we can take a look at the number three comic on that list, three publisher on that list, and we can take a look at what Image has coming out in February. You know, traditionally, some big old books coming from Image in February. We're going to check her out. On the front of it, we have Rom V and Lawrence Campbell's The One Hand, and we got Dan Waters and Samit Kumar's Six Fingers. So we are leading with a couple of weird books on there. Let's see what Image is actually doing once we crack her open. If I recall, Saga launched in February. I was just, as soon as I said that, I was like, I'm pretty sure Saga was February. Yeah, but normally, the doldrums. Very cool. And even though we have all that craziness on front, we are going to start with The Cabinet, number one of a five-issue miniseries from David Ebeltoft and Jordan Hart, with art by hmm. Chiara Riamondi. Okay. I am in no way, shape, or form interested in this, or know anybody involved in this. <laughs> yeah, something about arcane powers and teens, yeah. and atypical teens, so who knows what that means. Yeah. Our taglines are action-adventure, fantasy, occult, and supernatural. I do see 1984 listed on one of the interior pages, so could it be set then? Yeah, okay, I, I like me some 80s. Yeah, yeah, but otherwise, I don't like the art style that much, um, and it doesn't really grab me. Yeah, so we shall see, but only a five-issue series. Uh, a really cool connecting variant by our good friend Marguerite Siraj, so that's cool. Yeah. Um, so 
Let's see what's next. We have Dutch, number one of a three-issue miniseries. The legendary 90s super soldier returns for an all-new adventure. An enemy from the past has forced Dutch back into the belly of the beast. But will his former teammates welcome him back? This is, of course, Joe Casey and Simone Gagne on art. Am I supposed to know who Dutch is? Yes. I do not. This is Dutch Baker, the righteous maker. <laughs> it is? Yeah, I am. Butcher Baker. Yeah, yeah, I don't, I don't know Dutch. I don't know Dutch. It says it's a 90s super soldier. Mm-hmm. He's legendary. He must have been a, a 90s image comic, maybe, that I just don't know. It's written in that style, but who knows? I don't know. Maybe something to dip your toes in. Like I said, it's only a three issue series, four bucks pop. I can usually check that out. I will not. Oh, my apologies. And here we have the Infernals, Ryan. Perot and Noah Gardner writing this one. Abe Morgenstern, the son of Satan, has one month to live before he dies. He must decide which of his three wayward children will inherit his shadowy empire. But will Abe ever be able to truly cede control of the apocalypse? They gave him weird names, and I wasn't going to read them. That's why I skipped over it. Okay. So he's the son of Satan. Mm-hmm. He has a month to live. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I like this concept. Yeah. Uh, uh, this one grabs me. Ryan Parrott. What do I know him from? I know him from oh. Rogue Son and Power Rangers. And, of course, Rogue Son, you love you some superheroes from him. Oh, man. Yucky. But. <laughs> John Pearson, Department of Truth. It does look. Yeah, it's got a, it's got an ethereal look to it. And I, the interior pages are a little uh, Matt Kentish, I would say. Oh, I can see that. Yeah. yeah a little murky there. Uh, maybe Jeff Lemire. The, yeah. I love all of the uh, variant covers. The, uh, you know, the son of the devil with hooked up to an IV bag, that cool Tula Lote on B, and then the, the weird D&E ones are pretty dope. Yeah. I can even see some Sikevich in some of this stuff. It's, mm-hmm. it's really... Interesting art. When, not probably everybody's bag, but I, 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 I think I'd like it. Yep, a lot of pentagrams. Don't want to leave this one sitting around for the kids to pick up. Um, so, uh, this one sell, sold me. Yeah. Very cool. Next we have, ooh, this one's right up Drew's aisle. The one hand, number one, we have, here's the taglines, crime and mystery, science fiction dystopian. You know, that's not too bad. That's not yeah. a bad mix. Uh, it is Rom V, and we like mm-hmm. Rom V when he does um, non-Big 2 work. You don't like, even like his Swamp Thing? I don't remember it. I just saw that he was <laughs> I, 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 You know, he did some Justice League Dark, too, I think, um, and it was okay. But the many deaths of Layla Star was wonderful. So if I can get some more of that, that's great. We've got Lee Lorridge from... Um, Deadly class uh, on art. How are we doing colors there, right? Yeah. Uh, that's good. That's, that's, that's good. At the bottom of the solicit, it says, for fans of Blade Runner, Runner Ghost in the Shell, and Black Mirror. Yeah. Um, I've never seen Ghost in the Shell, but, it, you know, as far as cartoons go. Stop saying that. You're pissing me off. <laughs> do I have to say anime? Yes. I, have to say, can, it, I mean, okay. I, I ask for so little. <laughs> You're actually kind of needy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I hate you. So we have the one hand here, and if you look at the one hand, it has these weird T's and I's and dots mixed into its covering here. Yeah. And if we go to our next solicit, which is the six fingers, same stylistic T's and I's and dots and stuff. 
Um, so these are the same universe or same world or same something. Because if we look at the bottom of these, it says oh. uh, crime and mystery, science fiction, fiction dystopia. And the same so, coloring for, by Lee Lowridge. Exactly. So you have a five issue series and a five issue and a five issue series that are actually a ten issue. Yeah, and it's um the styles are very similar. Yeah, the same Merc is in both. Oh wait, maybe not. Maybe not. Maybe that's yeah. The one hand That's is, much brighter, yeah. Yeah, the one hand is is similar in style to that Satan book. Mm-hmm. Kind of, and yeah. then then we then when you go to the six fingers, it's a totally different um, style, and the colors don't really tie together. So Lee Lowridge, what are you doing? Yeah, you are wackadoo. <laughs> yeah, but anyway, I like the idea. I like the concept, yeah. and I'm and I'm yeah. sold on. So yeah, I'm I'm in I'm in for all of those. In for a penny, in for a pound. There we go. For sure, for sure. Um, I didn't like Dan Waters' work on Homesick Pilot, but um, you know, that's just probably me. There you go. Yeah, Next we have Creep Show, Joe Hill's Wolverton Station, a one shot. Master of Horror Joe Hill joins the Creep Show books. In this feature length issue, Creep Show alum Joe Hill is joined by Jason Kimara, Kiaramelia, to tell the terrifying tale of a businessman whose commute is about to get a lot hairier when his train makes an unexpected stop. At Wolverton Station, think werewolf, Drew. The um, the the guy in charge of numbering Creepshow, um, needs to be taken out in the middle of the street and flogged mercilessly, <laughs> because there have been like multiple number ones, and mm-hmm. now we've got a one shot. I don't understand. There's no rhyme or reason to it. What's going on here? Um, but yeah, this makes the most sense to me. Just do a series of one shots when you have creators that want to do a creep show anthology, mm-hmm. put it out. Don't, don't be continuing in any number. Doesn't make sense anyway. So on the front of the solicitor says full collar, Drew, but as I go through the actual pages they've given, this is not full collar. This might as well be black. Oh, come on. Let's say like muted, yeah, yeah, color we're stylistic palette. and we're you know watercolory and all that bull crap. But essentially, it's blue and purple. That's it. Yeah, I yeah. When you if you if you scroll back from Wolverton Station back up to the Six Fingers, yeah, and look at that color, they should not be in the same issue. They're, they they should yeah. not both get to say that they're full color. Correct. I agree with you. I agree with you. Yeah, this is um, this should be printed on newsprint. Yes, exactly. Exactly. That's that's what it's going for. Next, we have Saucer Country, the finale. Paul Cornell. First, there was Saucer Country, a dark thriller that blended UFO lore and alien abductions with political intrigue, all set in the haughty, beautiful Southwest. The story continues in Saucer State, and now the series reaches its long-awaited conclusion in the special one-shot Saucer Country, the finale. Were you uh, anxiously waiting for this, like they accuse you of? Um, No, I, I missed... Uh, Saucer State entirely. I think I tried a Saucer Country originally and mm-hmm. didn't stick with it. So yeah. this would make no sense to me, and I better just stay away until the time that I can get a big omnibus and just devour the whole thing. There we go. But it looks good. Yeah, the, the uh, art is very good. I've got no complaints, or I'm throwing no stones at this one. 
Antarctica, Volume 1, Trade Paperback, Invincible, Complete Library, Hardcover 5, More Invincible, More Firepower. We are just saying Kirkman needs money here. <laughs> Kirkman needs money. Kirkman needs money. Radio Black. Or he's the only creator that's got enough money to crank keep his stuff in print. Yeah, exactly. These publishers owe me is pretty much what he's saying. Yeah. What is this Howard Chaikin Times Squared Omnibus? Graphically experimental, narratively daring, and virtually explosive was a work ahead of its time 35 years ago. Oh. When I think of 35 years ago, I think, well, 80s, 70s, or 80s. But no. It's probably not. It's probably like 90s, right? <laughs> 35 years ago would put us in the beginning of the 90s. Yeah. Bunch of collected trade paperbacks and hardcovers. Bunch of collected editions down once we get into our single books. Antarctica is on uh, issue eight. Blood Commandment finishing up with four of four. Can you tell me the homage for any of the covers for Blood Commandment 4? Uh, Godfather. Godfather would be D, correct. Uh, is one, like, is the cover A something? I don't think so. So that's cover A and B, then. Um, cover C looks like, oh, that looks so, like something, but I can't think of it. Underworld, so that should be Kate Beckinsale in the left. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Yeah, very cool. Bloodrick, Bloodrick, three of three, coming to an end as well. The Mike Bloody Mike. Dozen, three of six. Andrew Kronke, who did, who does Bloodrick, mm-hmm. he likes the uh, muscle-bound dude. Yeah. My goodness, he yeah. guy has muscles on top of muscles. Right. He is uh, what Rob Liefeld is to pockets. He is to musculature. Yes. yes. The Bloody Dozen, and boy, that okay. Alberto Jimenez, Albert Albuquerque. I like that styling on yeah. cover B. Yeah, it's pretty nice. Very well. Tenement nine of oh, the penultimate tenement. I like the way that came up. Went down. Cobra Commander two of five. He's getting attacked with a chainsaw. That is dope. We're just we got we're just branding at the Energon universe now. That's yeah, we neat. went over that. So Cobra Commander, GI Joe, the Transformers, and Void Rivals, all part of the Energon universe. Yeah. Crazy. Oh, read Duke yet? Oh yeah. Has Duke been out? Duke, Duke's been out, right? Duke's I, don't out, think I've, yes. I don't think I've read it yet. Crave, four of six. This is Mira, Maria Lovett. Spicy novel. Erotica. Romance. Crime and mystery. Only 24 pages. James Tinian's The Deviant, four of nine. Duke, issue three. Ooh, a spoiler cover, Kyle. Ooh, Ooh. I love a good spoiler cover. That's uh, going to be either a Transformer on there or <sighs> maybe Snake Eyes. Yeah. And we get a Declan Shalvey cover. He's my boy. I like it. I like the way they're doing this. So. Oh yeah, they yeah. figured it out. They've got the. Yeah. They've cracked the code. And you're just, you know, just sexy enough on the cover of there with her. I like it. I'm in. Now, GI Joe, a real American hero, not part of the inner genres, right? It is just that standalone. No, yeah, because it's continuation of the old series. Gotcha. So it is currently not tied in. I imagine at some point it might be. But who knows? Edenwood 5, G.I. Joe 304, Larry Hama still writing those. Gunslinger Spawn 30. If you told me that these offshoot spawns were going to go more than a dozen, I'd have called you a liar. <laughs> I cannot believe they're all still going strong. Yeah. I agree with you 100%. They are yeah. 
uh, astounding in their sales and stamina. Yep, three bucks pop. Why not? A Haunted Girl finishing up. Ethan Sachs and Naomi Sachs writing this one. The Holy Roller, four of ten. This is getting a little bit more bowling based, so that's fun. <laughs> right. I Hate Fairyland 2022, issue 11. Scotty Young on Aldi. Kill Your Darlings, issue six. That's a good one. I like that. And this is being labeled a turning point issue. Oh. That's pretty dope. Philadelphia 34 of the part four of the its current six part storyline. These are also available in new noir editions, Drew, featuring black and white line art interiors. Philadelphia is? Yes. Okay. That's kind of cool. Yeah. So cover A, cover C, and then there's a noir edition, black and white. Yeah, if you really like that artist. Yeah. And so this is the nozzle from Savage Dragon. In Philadelphia, do we know why he's in Philadelphia? Um, no, no, we do not. So, if you are a Savage Dragon guy, don't miss Philadelphia thirty-four. Right, you don't want to miss that. Miss out on that. Yeah. Um, this this of course has um, Jason Sean Alexander on uh, as the artist, but also mm-hmm. uh, German Eramuspe, who was an artist that I really loved um, in the Avatar days. He did a lot of work. For Avatar, back in the crossed and um, all all those lovely nice uh, Avatar books that are no longer around. So yeah, Philadelphia also giving us a backup. So you're getting a storyline, you're getting a backup, and you're getting a crossover with Savage Dragon and Philadelphia. So all kinds of stuff going on here. Yeah, exactly. King Spawn giving us Bjorn Barons. That's really all we need to know. Yeah, Love Everlasting Twelve from our boy Tom King. Can't believe it's on. Dozen already. Yeah. That's cool. Midlife or Had a Hero at 55. Brian Booth. Monstrous 49 starting a new story arc. So if you thought it was ending at 50, ain't around. New fan. Yeah, that is surprising. He's got more to say. Got more to say. He's got more to say, sir. Moon Man number two, my boy Kyle Higgins hanging out with Kid Cuddy writing a book. Ooh, look at that. Newburn. Got a little Chip Zdarsky action. Yeah. I love this book. The Slizza has a couple of homages to Dungeons and Dragons in it, so I like that. Knights number five by Wyatt Kennedy. That was the first issue was pretty good. The penultimate R Bones Dust, Ben Steinbeck and Tonchi Zonchik. Tonchi Donchik just doing a car B. Yeah. Uh, ben Steinbeck Steinbeck doing everything. Petrol head. Boy, I have no interest. <laughs> Jeff Lemire's Phantom Road Nine. How about Massive Versen? We're in the Massive Verse, Drew, so hold on to your butts. Radiant Black 30, and if that wasn't enough, Radiant Black 30.5. We're not going to 31, no. No, no, no. no. I love no. it. I love it when we play fast can, and loose with the numbering. To oh. be continued, my friend. To be continued. Oh, golly. 30 and 30.5. So you needed 32 pages here, and then you need 32 more pages here. That's how much superhero action books. So, so good. Kyle Higgins can't be stopped. Scorched 27. Spawn 351. 350, apparently a giant deal. Every single one of these other books has referenced 350 coming out. So 350 is coming here soon. Um, I'm guessing everybody should pick it up because something crazy going to happen. Siphon, volume two, ending with its fourth issue. <gasps> Transformers 5. Oh. Another spoiler cover. Oh, my. They're doing it to me, Drew. Something's going on. Something's going on. 
Starscream revives one of the most powerful Decepticons to eliminate the Autobots. I don't know. Are you call, are you current on Dread? No, I need to. I'm just dumb. Oh, man. man, there's some interesting things going on. These I love these covers too. They're so good. Walking Dead Deluxe 82. Oh, I have this. Okay, so as I look at cover B, that original Charlie Adler, I have this one uh, in 9.8 CGC. Oh, interesting. It's one of my, I like that. It's Walking Dead 83, Dead Deluxe. We're about a little over halfway through the Deluxes. Is Weather Man right? Volume 3. Is it 140? Yeah, 148 or something like that. Yeah, I think you're right. Weather Man Volume 3, 2 of 7. What is the furthest place from here? 18, end of that current story arc. Oh, World Tree number 8. Always something sketchy going on in this cover. Jesus. That's going to get recalled. Yeah. What is going on? Yeah. You got a naked chick hanging a guy. You can't do that. You can't I mean, do this that. This has all the earmarks of a pre-code cover. Yeah. That people would collect from the golden age. Naked lady? Check. Broken neck? Check. Chick with an eye patch? Check. Yeah. Loaded gun? Check. Weird toes on the dead guy? Check. Is that it? Is that the end? That just abruptly abruptly ends. I thought there'd be an outgoing or a hey, thanks some for kind of checklist. Nothing. Yeah, no. Wow. Naked right. lady. End of solicit. <laughs> so for a February, that was pretty dope. Yeah, I did not see void rivals. No, you're right. No, no void rivals. What's going on? Mm, absence makes the heart grow fonder. Yeah. All right, Drew, I'm going to drag you with me, and I'm going to drag you with me over to our good friends at ComicsHeatingUp.net. Unfortunately, our good friends at um, at uh, CBSI, CBSI, ComicBookInvest.com, do not have their new solicit out in time for us to go through that. So we're going to hang out with our good friends at Cover Price. And they're throwing me a little curveball. So starting at number 10, we have Volume 1. Of Nova, number one. The latest MCU rumors continue to make waves through the top ten. Theories on the rumors have led us to buy related to the Frankie Ray in a lot of speculation. If you haven't heard, Frankie Ray is at the center of the latest news churning out of the rumor mill. The rumor initially broke on Twitter in late October. However, it has begun to permeate through all of social media. The original posting was for, from a... um what is purported? Um, you know, that's like a rumor reported. Okay. A purported Marvel insider that stated that the MCU was casting a female as the Silver Surfer. Well, that exact rumor was Galactus Herald in the MCU Fantastic Four reboot will be a woman. This casting doesn't necessarily mean that this is the Silver Surfer. Nevertheless, speculators dug out all possible female heralds and found Frankie Ray. Why does this relate to this issue? Frankie Ray served as a herald of Galactus under the name Nova. This rumor within a rumor was enough for fuel to fuel fans to pick up this first appearance of the original Nova, Richard Ryder. We tracked 15 copies. I sale of over a thousand dollars for an ongoing ACGC, uh, near Mint Rawls fair market value. So it's, it's got the value because it was the original first appearance of, yeah. of Richard Wright. Okay. Yeah. Not so because of Nova the stupid is a rumor. thing. Nova might be a thing. So let's go back to a different Nova and get that thing. Yeah. Okay. 
Boy, that's the way the ball bounces. Fantastic Four, Volume 1, Issue Number 244. This book continues the ride to coattails of the free male Herald rumor in the MCU as Frankie Ray takes the spotlight. So does her first appearance as Nova. So just FYI. Typically, a speculation on the character leads to an increase in sales for their first appearance. In this case, Ray's first appearance was nearly a decade earlier in Fantastic Four 164. Although 164 didn't crack the top 10 or even runners-up this week, it will be interesting to see which of these two books takes the current spotlight. 25 copies, 500 bucks for CCC 9.8, 23 bucks for fine fair market value. Uh, I guess because, I mean, Fantastic Four one, that's not, not gone for that much. So you could go get 164 mm-hmm. for 20 bucks. Yeah. All right. Are Why we would you not get that one? These are the questions we want to know. Okay. Are we jumping into the end credits for Marvels? Um, uh, it's up to you, buddy. You do Maybe. you. All right. We're going to do it. Spoiler alert. End credits for Marvels. Uncanny X-Men Volume 1, Issue 164. The end credit scene for the Marvels was an essential shift in the future of the MCU, it it being the inevitable road to blend the many cinematic universes from multiple past generations. It also introduced us to a new version of Maria Rambeau, a.k.a. the other dimensions, Binary. In this issue, Carol Danvers takes on the moniker of Binary. To this day, we do not have a first appearance of Rambeau as Binary, so this is the closest speculation to that scene. This book was neck and neck in sales two weeks ago with its newsstand variant. It looks like the directed edition has one out, though, with 22 copies sold. Um, high of $192 for CGC 9.8. And fair market value for very fine is $22. Fantastic Four, Volume 1, 257. This cover beautifully depicts Galactus, Death, and the Frankie Reyes Nova. Aside from the cover, this story is full of emotion and depth and would make an exciting translation to the MCU. In this issue, we see Galactus questioning his existence and contemplating the consumption of a planet. Death appears to him, advising him to avoid death and continue with his purpose. Ray also has an emotional arc in which she questions whether she is falling in love with the Devourer of Worlds. So there you have it. Phenomenal cover, female Herald spec, falling in love with a cosmic being, and Galactus having an existential crisis that can only be comforted by death herself. Comics are effing. 11 comics sold, $34 for Rawls, but you can get them for three bucks if you're digging through the boxes. <laughs> that is kind of a cool storyline. That would be, that would be dope. Yeah. Alright, Marvel Superheroes presents Secret Wars. Issue 7. Over half of our top 10 list is dedicated to the latest female herald in the MCU. This book is a nice breather from all the speculation. Sony released the Madam Web trailer two weeks ago, and this book has retained the heat. Sydney Sweeney is playing Spider-Woman, a.k.a. Julia Carpenter. Sweeney has a ton of star power rolling off the popular euphoria. The rumor of her accepting the role has been uh, prevalent since the beginning of 2023, and the visual confirmation was enough to send this book. The most collectors want list. 28 copies. CTC 9.8 for $247. 30 bucks for very fine. Did you see the Madam Web trailer by any chance? Did, did not. Okay. So Dakota Johnson seems to be the star of this Madam Web. Uh-huh. And Sydney Sweeney looks to be like a B, C, D list uh, sidekick. I saw some stills of a lot of pretty ladies doing a lot of pretty things. So I yeah, it's weird that they're playing up the city Sydney Sweeney so much when 
it seems like Dakota Johnson is really running running the show here. But did you see the Furiosa trailer? Nope. Oh man, it looks so good. Should be dope. I gotta start watching. Did you see Fury Road? Yes, love it. Oh man, it looks just like it. Very cool. Fantastic Four, 48. Here we go, back to the MCU rumor of the week. This book isn't picking up steam because of the female Herald rumor directly. Instead, the rumor reminds collectors of the upcoming Fantastic Four movie and its significance in the MCU. The Fantastic Four is a long-awaited addition to the MCU. If the rumors are true, the Fantastic Four will explode into the big screen with a massive story. Like there are very many. It is no easy feat to introduce the Fantastic Four in the same movie as one of their most daunting villains, Galactus. This movie is a grail for many and is out of reach for those of us on a budget. That would be you and I, Drew. In this economy, <laughs> there are still big spenders that cause enough movement on this big old book to push it in the top ten. Sixteen copies, $3,240 for CGC 8.5. And very good fair market value. Still cracking 1200 That's crazy. Marvel Superheroes Secret Wars 8 Black Suit Spider-Man Drew. Here's another nice break from Galactus and the Herald. This book swings back and forth. Get it, get it, get it. Between the top ten and runners-up, it is the origin of Spider-Man's black suit and the alien symbiote. This book will likely continue to become popular as we hear more information on the MCU's Secret Wars and or information on the continuation of Tom Holland's Spider-Man. After all, Marvel and Sony teased us with a symbiote storyline at the end of No Way Home. In the meantime, we tracked 43 copies. Dang, that's a lot. Uh, with a high sale of $752 for CGC 9.8 and Rawls, very fine, $133. We also just gave a CGC 9.8 away at, for our good friends at cover price. So check them out. They're doing some cool things. At rank three, we have Alien Legion. Volume 1, Issue 1. The Alien Legion is a little-known 20-issue series that Marvel initially published. The Hollywood Reporter reported that Tim Miller, we know from Deadpool, was attached to direct the film adaptation. Warner Brothers aims to build its own space opera universe with this series. However, although the series started at Marvel, the IP eventually ended at Epic Comics. That's to say, don't think this that this universe will be a larger part of the MCU storyline. Nevertheless, the dwindling number of available issues has raised the fair market value on this book quite a bit. Speculators and collectors are searching through the aftermarket for more copies of this spot. phenomenal space relic. 33 copies sold, high sale $325 for CG 9.8, and fines for 10 bucks. All right, let's get into some Hercules news, Drew. Hercules at rank two, Twilight of a God, part four. The two books from this week indirectly relate to the female Herald MCU rumors regarding mainstream continuity. The female Herald is widely known as Frankie Ray. Outside of the mainstream universe, in an alternate universe altogether, is another Herald of a Galactus, Juno. Juno is the Earth-829 daughter of Hercules. This issue depicts her transition to the new role of Herald. Upon news of the rumors that the Silver Surfer would be a female, a quick Google search female server surfer landed folks to this book and issue number one. Keep in mind that most rumors, speculation, and unconfirmed news has firmly pointed to Frankie Ray as the future Herald of the MCU. Juno is an alternate universe Herald that only exists in this four-part series. Based on the current information, the likelihood of Juno becoming the MCU Herald is very low. Making this bad speculation. But <laughs> not zero. Wild. Never this zero. Book likely hit our top ten because of its excessive accessibility and affordability. 
Seemingly overnight, this dollar bill book has become a top seller. 11 copies with a high sale of $50 for a raw and fines for $7. That was for issue four. Remember, we also have issue one. Um, this is the first appearance of Juno. She officially becomes a herald in issue four, but this is her actual first appearance. 34 copies have sold. $30 for a Rawls. Uh, very fines at five bucks. Fun fact. There was another female Silver Surfer that predates Junior Bo Juno by 20 years. Check out her debut in the Nth Man, the Ultimate Ninja issue 11. I mean, this these, this sort of spec drives me crazy. I mean, <laughs> yeah. it's just like but think four if they, times think removed. If you hit on it. And even if you hit on it, I mean, okay. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. It doesn't even seem worth it. But what is worth it, Drew, is always our sneak peek at next week. So I'm going to drag you kicking and screaming. I'm not done. Oh, you know, oh, that's right. You got a 10 to do. That's right. Going yeah, from I 10 to it. 1 threw me off. This can't be an all Kyle episode. I, I, I have to people participate have been a little bit. I know it, this is when, this is when people take their bathroom breaks when I talk, <laughs> but still. Uh, anyway, the <laughs> rank 11, we have Harley Quinn. I'll be going in, um, upward. Numerical order. Kyle went from ten to one. I'll go from eleven to because um, we mix it up. <laughs> Harley Quinn, black, white, redder by number five by David Nakayama, the one in twenty-five. Um, this is because it's a pretty pretty book and uh, track nine copies sold. I sold ninety dollars for the near mint raw. Um, you can find some near mints around seventy bucks. Put Harley Quinn as a sexy cowboy and you'll sell books. No books. Um, Deadpool 7 Slaughters, number one. The author, Arthur Adams, one in 25. It's a Deadpool one shot. Spend a day in life with Deadpool and bear witness to not one, but seven assassinations in a single day. Deadpool thrives in this format. Um, if you remember, Deadpool kills Marvel Universe. When you attach a killer creator like Art Adams to the project, fans go after the variant. We've tracked 16 copies of this, high sale of 50 bucks for a raw, um, and uh, that's about what they're worth. Um, Spawn number one comes in at rank 13, um, old school key from way back, and we've sold how many of this? 36 more of these. Um, sold the CGC 9.8. For a high sale of one ninety nine ninety nine, couldn't quite get to two hundred dollars. Um, current rolls, if they're in near mint shape, um, go for around twenty five bucks. At rank fourteen, we have the Amazing Spider Man number thirty, which also number four seventy one. So it's volume two, Legacy four seventy one. Um, part of the Madam Web trailer, um, first appearance of Ezekiel is in here. Um, so that heated it up. And we we sold 17 copies of this on the secondary market, a high sale of $145 for a CGC 9.8. But Raw's near mints are selling for around 29 bucks. Boy, this is going to be great if we've got to start doing regular and legacy numbering for every Spider-Man we talk about. Well, no, it's just I th remember the Amazing Spider-Man when they went. 50 issues by renumbering mm -hmm. a while. Well, of course, yeah. he's done that a lot, hasn't he? I was going to say. <laughs> yeah, you're right. You're right. <laughs> now now it's going to be, yeah. Yeah, that's funny. wonder why they did it for this, but they don't do it for other renumbered stuff. They definitely should. Uh, now mm -hmm. I'm now I'm, I'm interested. 
Um, <laughs> I think maybe this was the first time. It, this was the first one that they did. So everybody kind of linked them together. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, rank 15, we have X-Men 130, the newsstand. This is the little Dazzler um, action. Um, we still got Taylor Swift tied to Deadpool 3. Um, so 10 more uh, copies of this sold. High sale of $595 for a CGC 9.6. Uh, Raw's selling for around 328 So really, might as well get the, get the CGC at that point. If Raw's are that close in value. Um, Marvel Super Heroes Secret Wars Volume 1, number 4. Um, and this is because Kang, Kang's in it, I guess. Oh, yeah, the Marvels and the Madam Web trailer. Run has a lot going for it, but this book is not much outside of a cover from Bob Layton. We tracked 13 copies sold. High sale of $85 for a CGC 9.6. Uh, current raw near mints around $11. At rank 17, we have Black Panther number six, the Doali 1 in 25. Um, the new king in this book, King Matelli. He's not technically new to the throne or the mantle as he's already held both titles a century before T'Challa. But Duali crushed this cover and delivered a regal depiction of the new character. It's the variant to grab out of the bunch and includes the first full appearance of Kivu Ma, an evil spirit. So 11 copies of this sold. High sale of 102.50 for a raw copy. Current raw is selling around 90 bucks. So that's, that's a lot of heat there. For one in twenty-five. Heck yeah! And for no real reason. <laughs> um, Young Avengers number one comes in in rank eighteen. This book has been going wild for months. Um, we think the Young Avengers storyline is coming to the big screen. Kyle's been talking about this forever. Um, this gives yes. us Wiccan and Speed, Isaiah Bradley and Falcon, Winter Soldier, Kate Bishop in in Hawkeye. So we've got a lot of these characters already introduced. Um, the Marvels came and had Ms. Marvel doing her best Nick Fury impression to bring together a new team of adventures. So this book is off to the races again with 15 more copies being sold. High sale of 340 for a CGC 9.8. Raw selling around 88 bucks. At rank 19, we have Web of Spider-Man number one, classic cover. Spider-Man 2 is a hot commodity since it's re- it was released and is already in talks for Game of the Year 2023. No, it's not. Over it, Baldur's it may Gate? Be, it, yeah, it is not even in the top three. So, yeah, it is not even. <laughs> don't five. even it's a top five. It, it's yeah. nominated because you have to nominate more than a few, but it it, it, no, it is nobody's Game of the Year. <laughs> it cannot be Baldur's Gate 3. It cannot be Zelda. Not even close. Right. Uh, 13 copies of it sold anyway, with a high sale of 149.99 for a CGC 9.8, with Raw's uh, $23. And rounding out the top 20, we have the Authority um, number one. It says, "What do the boys, Gen V, and Invincible all share? They're nitty gritty and bloody as hell. Their IPs targeted at adults, much like this series." Often compared to the boys, the authority was thrust into the spotlight when James Gunn announced his intentions after taking over the DCU. Recently received confirmation announcement that Maria Gabriella DeFario, DeFaria, would be playing the second engineer in an upcoming project. 
That led fans to pursue this book after a a hiatus as it features the first appearance of the second engineer. In the last seven days, 16 copies of this book have been sold. The highest sale was the CGC 98 copy, which sold for about $305. But you can get near mint raws for around $49. That'd be cool if they bring the authority to the screen. I'd like to see that. Heck yeah. Now it's time to, as Kyle said earlier, teasing it. We're going to go sneak peek at next week. <laughs> Absolutely. So we're going to head on over to Lunar Distribution to look at the items coming out on December the 5th and see what we can find in there. Starting with Batman 140. Gorgeous, gorgeous David, David Finch. Finch. Yeah. Gorgeous Frank Cho. It's beautiful. Dan Mora doing a holiday cover there. I love the Otto Schmidt Santa card stock. That's great. And if you, uh, you know, we got Aquaman movie coming up. So Aquaman's Silver Age origin is the facsimile with Adventure Comics 260. Oh, okay. Okay. And then there's a, there's a couple of other facsimiles after the Batman. We have, uh, year one, part one facsimile. Oh yeah. And we have Batman number five facsimile. So what do I, that will be a book I will never have. So facsimile is the only shot on that one. Yeah. It's a pretty one. Now there's another. Uh, this is a Derek Chu, Batman yeah. Santa Claus Silent Night cover. Did we get some heat on some Santa Claus covers last December? Yeah, we had a little pop on a few things. Yeah, with Joker Claus and a few other things. Yeah. So this um, Batman Santa Claus Silent Night also has a Ben Oliver Rub and Smell variant, which <laughs> is like a, like a scratch and sniff. Yes, that is like a scratch and sniff. It's so, allocate. It's going to be have allocations, and we are not told what the scent is. Um, so that to me says that's going to be a hot one. How much is it? Nine dollars? Six dollars? That's that's doable for a hot book. Several Blue Beetles. Mm-hmm. It's a Justice League versus Godzilla. Just Kong number one. Some weird gatefold sound effects roaring. Comments. Oh, okay. Okay, so reissue. I think I thought I already read this, but Poison Ivy, the great David Nakayama cover. Yeah, I love that Nakayama cover. Oh, that's cool. Chris Samney Shazam in the treehouse. I like that. That's a good one. He's so good. Uh, I'm going to click over to the sixth and see what Lunar has coming out on Wednesday. There's that Bloodrick number one we talked about, the third one we talked about, the solicit, but this is the beginning of that series. So if you want Andrew uh, Cranky's. <laughs> Muscles on muscles on muscles. Yeah. Here's where we start. Here's a creep show Hollywood holiday special. Or creep show. Kill your darling. Miracles number one from the comic experience. Yeah, it looks like, man, that looks like Miracle Man from back in the day. Yeah. That's, that's, that's gonna, that's a lawsuit, bro. <laughs> Our Bones Dust. Ben Stenbeck book. That's an image book, an image title. Nights three. The sickness hits its fifth with also its first issue going to a third printing. Dang. Or is the sickness going to three? Those sacrificers that was going to five. I can't read. Yeah. Sacrifices at five, sickness at three, but issue one going on third print. Yeah. Transformers hits its third issue. Only two covers. What? Well, there's ratioed, but only two non ratioed yeah, okay. covers. Yeah. Gotcha. Very nice. Walking Dead Deluxe has a J.H. Williams, the third cover that I really like. Oh, yeah? 
Issue 78. All right, let's go to uh, Boom. Boom. Briar, number one. That's, never mind, a $25 resource. So is the Behold Behemoth. Yeah. What the hell's going on? Give me some real books, man. Mm -hmm. I did the same thing with Damn Them All. What are these? What is the deal? Explain this to me. We got, uh, what's the BSE stand for? We, We looked this up before. Yeah. I can't remember what it was. I think it may be angry. <laughs> Orcs, Orcs the gift. Yep, that's a real number one kind of. It's a it, yeah. So Orcs number one, but we've had not the gift. So this is their their second volume or whatever. Yeah. I think R.L. Stein doing uh, stuff of Nightmare Sleigh Ride. That's pretty cool. I love the Jenny Frizen glow in the dark cover. Ah, okay, cool. It's interesting to see her do not that wafy looking girl. Mm-hmm. Mm. Zawa number one going to a second print from Boom. That's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Amazing Spider-Man at thirty nine, and this is are we in the um, gang war? Yeah, we're in the gang yeah. war at this point. Alpha Flight five of five. Peach Momoko staying busy with cover work on some of these from Star Wars. If you're looking for action figure variants, we got a good buddy Qui Gon. Star Wars 41. Sentry launches with the number one. Jason Liu, I'm not familiar with his work, but uh, I don't know much about Sentry. The Dark, the Dark Droids D Squad have a lot of cool droid covers. Mm-hmm. Now we got that leak about um, Stephen Yeun being in link to Thunderbolts. Yes. Um, so Thunderbolts is launching. Not sure if his character is part of this crew or not. Yeah, I'm not either. I know um, a lot of comic people of a certain age really liked Thunderbolts. Yeah. Usually your age, I think. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I think, you know, you millennials really like the same people that think Tim Drake's the best Robin. I think think so, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Same folks. If you want to pay $9 for a Wolverine facsimile edition, be my guess. Man, that's high. What is it? So we've changed our mind on the uh, on the facsimiles over at Marvel now because they were pretty reasonable for the longest yeah, time. This one, not so much. I guess they've uh, realized they're leaving money on the table. <laughs> never, never again. Uh, for us suckers, dynamite! Come on, dynamite! What you got for me? Nega Duck number three. That's the best you can do. That's the best we got. From Black Box Comics, Drew, we have oh. Dead. Detective number one. While investigating the death of his partner, a detective discovers a portal to the afterlife. Reunited in the underworld, they must solve the mystery of a demonic cult and save the city of Detroit from the fort. Love it. I love it. I think we talked about Brian Hawkins writing this empath book for Black Box. The second issue kind of cool little cover. Yeah. Mercy Sparks back. From Devil's Do. Man, I haven't seen Thought Devil's Do lately. Mm-hmm. Invasive, number one, from Oni Press. Cullen Bunn writing this one, Drew. Oh, very nice. Skeeters, number one, from Mad Cave Studios. Gives us, uh, that's a Kevin Cuff, Bob, Bob France book. Extraterrestrial Mosquitoes. Yeek. <laughs> I don't like the little bastards as they are. Yeah. Let alone give them powers. We're in deep yeah. trouble then. Time Traveler Tales is a Dave Scheidt book. If you like the time travel books, it's a Dark Dark Horse offering. From 
Dark Horse, we have Star Wars High Republic Adventures Phase 3, Issue 1. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. It has been one year since the fall of Starlight. So there's a possibility for a lot of first in that. Yeah. That's all I saw. And TMNT Last Road in reissues, issue five. Yep. Nothing else. Just checking out a few things. All right, Drew. Is the point of the podcast where I ask for your pick of the week. What is the book that you say we got to do something with? Man, lots of lots of stuff to choose from. I was looking at that dead detective. I looked pretty good, but I'm gonna go with Batman, Santa Claus, Silent Night, number one, the Rub and Smell variant. Ooh, you would. All right, Drew, I am jumping back and forth between a couple things. We had Our Bones Dust, number one. Ben, stand back. That is our image, number one of the week. Um, this one, I thought, I remember reading this during FOC a while back and thinking it was a kind of an interesting um, cannibalistic post-apocalyptic tribe book. <laughs> Yes. But I'm going to go ahead and say Star Wars Higher Public Adventures Phase 3, number one. <laughs> you, the Harvey Latoba cover. Is this a Marvel Star Wars? Dark, or Dark Horse. Star Wars. So that's down in the bottom yeah, there? Yeah, in the Dark Horse. So I, I, look, for the, I look for S? Yes. <laughs> uh, you, go ahead. Entertain yourself. I will <laughs> do this while you do your thing. <laughs> but thank you so much for tagging along with Drew and our, myself as we... Head on through all of our sneak peek at next week and all the other things going on in the wonderful world of comics. It's been a good time hanging out with you. If you'd like more from Drew and myself, head on over to Comics for Fun and Profit on our Patreon page. Um, throw a couple bucks our way. Be part of the Slack channel. Uh, get some of our exclusive things we do um, that we don't necessarily always release out, but they go to you. Um, ad-free items as well. Um, a direct line to question us and yell at us. Those are all there as well. And we appreciate you for Drew and for myself. So you Our LCS is Cowabunga Comics, Lake Country's Wisconsin's best pop culture destination for new comics, back issues, gaming, retro video games, vinyl, and figures. Give them a call, 262-569-9999. Check them out online at cowabungacomics.com or follow them on Twitter at Incredicow. Uh, they are our LCS and we utilize their deep discount mail order service to bring Oconomowoc, Wisconsin closer to us. They'll take care of you. Tell them Drew and Kyle sent you. Say hi to Eric and James from us. If you need an LCS, you can't go wrong with Cowabunga Comics. In a world ravaged by war and chaos, a group of survivors must band together to brave the dangers of a post-apocalyptic landscape. The year is 2000, and the world has been plunged into darkness. The nuclear fires have burned out, leaving behind a wasteland of ruins and radiation. But amidst the rubble and despair, a glimmer of hope still remains. Join Dork Day Afternoon as they face off against marauding gangs enemy soldiers, and even the harsh elements themselves in the world of Twilight 2000. Will our heroes survive the challenges ahead? Can they keep their own humanity intact? Or will they succumb to the harsh realities of life after the end of the world? Two Past Midnight, an actual play podcast by Dork Day Afternoon.